Presenting Pink Floyd's Animals 2018 Remix, the classic album remixed for the first time, featuring the tracks Dogs and Sheep. Available now on 180-gram vinyl LP, CD, and digital. Special limited deluxe edition package, including vinyl LP, CD, DVD, Blu-ray, and 32-page book, coming on October 7th. Welcome to Ocenta Stories, recorded in bedrooms, living rooms, closets, and balconies in quarantine around the world. In each short standalone piece, artists, writers, creators, podcasters, and more answer the question, what do you want to hear when this pandemic is over? I'm your host this week, Chiara Santella. Before we begin, we wanted to share some news with you. Hi, I'm Lori Martinez, founder of Studio Ochenta and executive producer of Miha Podcast. Jumping into your feed here to share some big news. At Studio Ochenta, we're all about raising voices across cultures and telling stories from diverse perspectives around the world. That's why I'm excited to share our latest production with our listeners, Miha Podcast Season 3. An audio drama that tells the story of one Muslim Egyptian family's journey from Alexandria to London and New York. You can listen to Miha Podcast in English, Spanish, or Arabic versions over at ochentastudio.com slash mihapodcast. And now, on with the show. This week's episode is about rediscovering an old practice that connected people all over the world for a long time. Letter writing. Laura shares her experience during quarantine highlighting the happiness of cultivating this practice, which still allows us to be present and communicate. The story, originally produced in English, has been translated into Italian, and you can hear that version later on in the episode. And now, with no further ado, Letters, by Laura Whitman-Hill. I used to be an avid letter writer. I had a book called Clever Letters, and it taught me how to do funky, playful lettering. I had a pen pal I got through an American Girl magazine ad. She was a descendant of Joe DiMaggio, so she was pretty cool. I didn't care about baseball, but the proximity to fame is always exciting. We practiced our clever lettering, and nothing brought me more joy than getting real mail from my pen pal. My cousin Liz, who lived across the country, and I also sent regular letters for a while. She told me about her life at Catholic school, her friends, etc. Nothing deep, but it kept us close. After college, a friend and I mailed each other baked goods. I enjoyed going to the post office with a shoebox full of goodies. Once I mailed a box of wheat thins to England when a friend craved them and couldn't find them. Somewhere along the way, maybe along with better texting phones and easily accessible email, letter writing faded. Handwritten notes in my mailbox were a very, very rare occasion and were almost always wedding gift thank you notes. Quarantine has changed that for me, along with everything else in my life. One of the greatest joys in any day at home is when we get the mail. Sometimes it's a book from my local indie bookstore. Sometimes it's the shampoo I ordered online. Best, though, is when it's a handwritten letter. 
My daughter's kindergarten teacher sent her a letter the first week we were home. My son's best friend from preschool sent him a drawing. Both kids clutched their treasures to their hearts and carried them around all day. It broke my heart that they miss their people so much they go all Jane Austen over a hand-drawn truck or a sticker-clad envelope, but it truly brought them joy in this weird, dark time. After texting a friend about our days, I didn't hear from her for about a week. That's normal for us lately. There's very little free time for those of us with any combination of jobs or children during shelter-in-place. I opened my mailbox one day, and there it was, a little blue envelope with her return address at the top. She had written me a letter. It said, you and I were just chatting, and you seemed like you were having a hard time, so I want to write you a letter. I cried. I was so touched. I sat with it for a while and then wrote her back. I went to the post office, online store, and bought more stamps. I got some encouragement postcards online from Powell's the biggest and best indie bookstore ever. One night, I sat down and wrote a few postcards. Dear Alice, I love you. I miss you. Dear Wesley, we miss you so much, but we are glad we are all safe. I forgot how tiring handwriting can be. Mine isn't neat, and I don't always know what to say in a letter, but I enjoyed writing. It was satisfying to stick on the stamp and raise the flag on my mailbox. My friends texted me that they got my mail. They appreciated it. It was nice to get a personal message, even if it was short or silly or poorly penned. I had missed writing letters. I wrote a few more the next night. I hope to continue this practice regularly. I even found our old clever letters book and gave it to my daughter. I started keeping a file of all the real mail we get during this time. The torn out coloring book pages, the birthday cards, the doodles, the letters. They are artifacts of this historic time. Maybe I'll end up recycling some or all of it someday, but maybe I'll keep them. And when this is all over, I'll look back and remember this strange, lonely time when I started writing letters again. Letters by Laura Whitman Hill in Italian. Adoravo scrivere lettere. Avevo un libro intitolato Clever Letters che mi ha insegnato a scrivere in caratteri assurdi e divertenti. Avevo una cosiddetta amica di penna, con cui sono entrata in contatto tramite un annuncio di American Girl Magazine. Era una discendente di Joe Di Maggio. La situazione era simpatica. A me non importava del baseball, ma la vicinanza alla fama è sempre eccitante, no? Ci siamo esercitati a scrivere con i nostri caratteri e niente mi ha portato più gioia che ricevere una lettera di posta vera dalla mia amica di penna. Mi scrivevo lettere regolarmente anche con mia cugina Liz. Lei mi raccontava della sua vita alla scuola cattolica, dei suoi amici e così ci tenevamo in contatto. Pensate che dopo il college io e una mia amica ci inviavamo dolci. Era esilarante andare all'ufficio postale con una scatola di scarpe piena di leccornie. Una volta ho anche spedito una scatola di Whittins in Inghilterra. Il mio amico la desiderava così tanto, però pare che non l'abbia mai ricevuta. 
Da qualche parte lungo la strada, forse insieme ai messaggi scambiati col telefono e con le email così facilmente accessibili, la scrittura delle lettere è andata scomparendo. Trovare biglietti scritti a mano nella cassetta della posta è diventata un'occasione più unica che rara. Per di più si tratta di inviti a matrimoni o biglietti di ringraziamento. Ma sono felice perché la quarantena ha cambiato questa cosa, insieme a tutto il resto della mia vita. Una delle gioie più grandi da quando siamo a casa è ricevere la posta. A volte si tratta di un libro della mia libreria indipendente locale, o magari lo shampoo coordinato online, per esempio. Ma la cosa migliore è quando riceviamo una lettera scritta a mano. La maestra d'asilo di mia figlia le ha mandato una lettera la prima settimana che eravamo a casa. E il migliore amico di mio figlio gli ha mandato un disegno. Entrambi hanno stretto i loro tesori e i loro cuori e li hanno portati in giro per casa tutto il giorno. Mi spezzava il cuore vedere quanto sentissero la mancanza della loro vita, delle loro persone. Ma comportarsi come Jane Austen e disegnare camion e attaccare adesivi sulle buste delle lettere li ha confortati molto in questo periodo così difficile. Dopo aver inviato un messaggio a un'amica scrivendole come stavamo passando quei giorni, non ho avuto sue notizie per circa una settimana. È normale per noi, c'è pochissimo tempo per coloro che provano a bilanciare lavoro a casa e bambini. Ma un giorno ho aperto la mia cassetta della posta ed eccola lì, una piccola busta blu con il suo indirizzo in alto. Mi aveva scritto una lettera. Diceva, quando chiacchieravamo l'altro giorno mi sembrava che stessi attraversando un momento difficile. E così ho deciso di scriverti una lettera. Ho pianto. Ero così commossa. Mi sono seduta con la lettera per un po' e poi le ho risposto. Più tardi mi sono collegata al negozio online dell'ufficio postale e ho comprato altri francobolli, con i quali ho ricevuto alcune cartoline di incoraggiamento da Powell's, la più grande e migliore libreria indipendente di sempre. E così una sera mi sono seduta e ho scritto alcune cartoline. Caro Alex, spero proprio che tu stia bene. Cara Stacy, quanto mi manchi. Caro Wesley, ci manchi così tanto, ma siamo felici di essere tutti al sicuro. Avevo dimenticato quanto può essere stancante la scrittura a mano. Ammetto che non so sempre cosa scrivere in una lettera, ma mi piace farlo. È soddisfacente attaccare il francobollo e poi alzare la bandiera sulla cassetta della posta. I miei amici hanno ricevuto le mie lettere. Che felicità ricevere un messaggio personale, anche se breve, sciocco o scritto male. La sera successiva ne ho scritte altre, altre ancora, e onestamente spero di coltivare questa abitudine quanto più possibile. Pensate che ho anche ritrovato il mio vecchio libro Clever Letters e ho deciso di darlo a mia figlia. Ho raggruppato tutta la vera posta che abbiamo ricevuto durante questo periodo, insieme alle pagine dei libri da colorare, i biglietti d'auguri, gli scarabocchi... Io li considero artefatti di questo periodo storico. Forse un giorno riciclerò tutto, forse li terrò, ma di certo, quando tutto questo sarà finito, ricorderò che in questo periodo strano e solitario ho ricominciato a scrivere lettere. Thank you for listening to Agenda Stories. This story was written by Laura Whitman Hill. Laura lives in Portland, Oregon, with her two children and pandemic puppy. She writes about everything and teaches English and drama. You can find her at www.laurawhitmanhill.com.
If you like what you heard, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts in whatever language you choose. Follow us over at the Chanta Podcast on Twitter and Instagram for updates. You can find transcripts and learn more about the project over at ochentastudio.com slash ochentastories. If you're enjoying our show, we recommend listening to How to Talk to Mommy and Papi About Anything, a weekly podcast for adult children of immigrants, featuring real-life scenarios and practical, professional advice to help them with difficult but necessary conversations. Popular topics include raising children, money, toxic relatives, coming out, religion, and systematic racism. No subject is off limits. How to talk to mommy and papi about anything comes at a time when immigrants and their adult children's family dynamics are testing the American concepts of boundaries, independence, even adulthood. Find it on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you get your podcast. Head to talktomommypapi.com to learn more. Two brand new tickets are making their presence felt in D.C. From U Street to downtown, from Adams Morgan to Anacostia. Introducing the District Diamonds and 51st Scratchers from D.C. Lottery. Inspired by the district. Made for the district. With prizes up to $151,000. Grab them today from your local D.C. Lottery retailer. Because here in D.C., this is how we play. Please play responsibly. $1.00.